Staying consistent is hard, but it's important if you want to see results. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies right now, and they're one of the only brands that are committed to your health. They only use the cleanest and purest ingredients in their formulas. No seed oils, no preservatives, or toxins. Let me walk you through my morning routine. I wake up, make my coffee, and then make sure to fill my water with Symbiotica Pure Hydration before my early morning workout. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and I've loved every supplement I've tried so far. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code POD for 15% off your subscription order. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Nair saves me so much time and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. (laughs) This is Teddy Teapot with Teddy Mellencamp. Hi guys, welcome back. I um, did a little Instagram poll where I asked everybody what they want to hear the most okay from me and the number one topic was they wanted to hear about IVF infertility miscarriages all that kind of stuff because I have shared a little bit about my story you know through Instagram and and through the show that I'm on and so that's a topic that everybody really wanted me to dig into 
So. I can't wait to hear your story. Uh, well, I'm going to try not to get super emotional about it, but I figured we, if we start with my story, then we can go into all the different avenues and kind of dig into the listeners' questions, and then also we're going to have some specialists on, and then some other women that have gone through different things than I have and, you know, really learn all about everything. I love it. Um, so just backstory in regards to me, I had been on the pill since I was about a teenager, you know, like oh, yeah. on the pill. And then when my husband and I got engaged, I went off the pill, not because I was trying immediately to get pregnant, but we were like, all right, by the time I get married, um, I'm going to want to start trying. And we had, we had talked about that. So we, but we also weren't not trying. Right. But I never even was really taught that there was like a time that you ovulated and that's when you got pregnant. Like I was completely clueless. I was like, you know, because when you're younger, you're just taught don't have sex because you get pregnant. Right. So I didn't realize there were certain days. So, I mean, we weren't following any kind of method. We were just not not trying. And then after we got married... We were trying and trying and trying, and we learned when we when we needed to try. The three-day window. You know, we, we tried to take all the sex appeal out of it. You know, I'm like <laughs> checking my temperature, doing all the things, and I'm not getting pregnant. And at first, it's like, it's fun, and we're laughing about it, and blah, blah, blah. And then after a while, I just started putting all this pressure on myself. I'm like, I'm still not getting pregnant. And the process started becoming like a job. Like, we're checking the thing, then I'm checking this, then I'm checking that, I'm checking to make sure I'm ovulating. Now I'm seeing if I'm getting, if you know, I skipped a period, blah, blah, blah. Nothing's really happening. So I end up going to the doctor, and I'm like, listen, you know, here we are, we're over six months into this, but really it's been over a year and a half into this because I haven't not been trying. And he's like, all right, well, we'll start you on something called Clomid. And I call this the crazy pills. Oh, my God. Like, I can't even tell you how crazy Clomid made me. Apparently, what it does is, and I'm not a doctor, but it gives you more eggs or something like that. It helps you release. So it's all estrogen. Es I think so. I, I don't even really know. We're going to have to okay, ask a yep. professional what exactly <laughs> Clomid is. But I became one of those people. Like, I was driving home from work. I passed Taco Bell. Okay. Okay. Fine. I had to do a U-turn and I couldn't. And so I called my husband hysterically crying. I'm just so upset. I was trying to get a Taco Bell. And then I passed it. And then I couldn't do the U-turn. And he's like, babe, it's... Everything's good. <laughs> like you're alive. <laughs> like I had no I was having these outbursts all of the time. And so that was me on Clomid for six months. Welcome to New Married Life. Oh. And you know, <laughs> it was a disaster. <laughs> um, so that didn't work. And um then I went back to the doctor. I'm like, listen, like you're going to have to put me in a straitjacket soon because I'm not good on this medication. <laughs> and he's like, I think you need to go to a fertility specialist. He's like, there's nothing showing up that is wrong with you, but you're just not getting pregnant. So then I went to the fertility doctor and with my daughter Slate, he was like, all right, let's just try to We're going to keep you on the Clomid and then we're going to do a round of insemination. That works for most people. Um, yeah, I don't know if he said that works for most people, but he said, let's try an insemination first, which they don't really give you all the information when you're in there. You're like, OK, great. Shouldn't be anything. So we schedule our date. <laughs> Edwin goes in to, you know, Edwin has to, like, take care oh, of his business. God. 
it takes forever. And I'm like, listen, buddy, I know how long this normally takes. Like, let's get with the program here. I'm like waiting for him. I'm ready to get inseminated. And he comes out and he's like, his face is like white. And he's like, that's brutal in there. I'm like, what's the problem? And he's like, they haven't updated the porn since the 80s. Oh, God. And I'm like, what? And he is a hot freaking mess. Like, he is like, I don't know that I can do that again. And I'm like, well, he's like, I mean, that was brutal. He's like, you're on this, like, crazy. There's, like, a couch option. It's not a good scene. But anyway, with Slate, I actually got pregnant the first time being inseminated, which was amazing. Like, we were like, yay, everything's great. Um then I had a very difficult pregnancy. I think because of so many years of being like riding horses and doing all of that, mm-hmm. then I had to stop riding and I kept spotting throughout my pregnancy. So they repeatedly were putting me on bed rest. So my entire pregnancy, it'd be, okay, you can go back to work. I couldn't ride, but I could still teach. Mm-hmm. And then I would go back on bed rest. So like I was already developing almost like a level of depression because right. my life was changing in a in a way that I I didn't understand. Plus, w- for your first child, you really don't have any idea what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I th- had Slate. She was a healthy, beautiful baby girl. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you God, amazing. Um, and then after I had Slate, I got postpartum, mm-hmm. and I remember being so embarrassed and ashamed, and I didn't know that that happened to people. And like there were moments where like I would search on the Internet, like postpartum depression. And I didn't have I'd heard about people getting postpartum and it was like they wanted to hurt their baby. I didn't have that. I just felt so down. Edwin would leave for work and I would sob, you know, but Mm -hmm. I didn't want to tell him that because you don't want to tell your husband. I I don't know how I'm going to make it through this day, you know, and. Luckily, like with time, it it lifted and, you know, I was so happy that that happened. But then we started trying again to have another baby and um, I just it wasn't happening. Went through all the mm-hmm. steps again and we ended up needing to do IVF. And here's where like it just was unbelievably hard for me because I don't know if everybody's like this. I mean, most people, most people probably aren't, but like, I don't like to see, I don't like when people can see me breaking down. Right. So I hit it from everybody, how hard it was every single time. So I would go in, I would have to harvest my eggs, then they would mix it with Edwin's, and then we would do um, PGS, which is the testing to make sure that you have healthy babies. And then, you know, each time I would probably have one or two, then they would put, you know, implant. I don't know if the words implant, they would, yeah, they would implant the baby and then multiple times, like it was just repeated, you know, like this one didn't take at all. Your numbers are low. We don't know what's going to happen here. Um, you now you have a killer cell which i had never heard of before so then they started me on blood thinners and steroids and it just was re- wow. like just nonstop and you know you just get really stuck inside of yourself and and i i know i'm going to get heat for this but i all i could keep thinking was what is wrong with me like what am i doing why is my body killing these babies like what is happening and then like the final straw was the I was, I went in, 
we did another round and at this point like everyone in my life was like this this is getting a little <laughs> it's getting a little brutal here mm-hmm. and um i went in and i got pregnant and it was like yay this is great and they didn't say like your numbers are still really low you're still like in a danger zone we know we knew it was a boy because of the testing and um we named him like we were ready and then i had a miscarriage and i remember being like what am I going to do? And almost wanting to hide it from everybody in my life because I was like, they're not going to let me do this again. And like, I remember I was like, you know, I just really thought it was going to work. And I was so excited. And I just remember feeling so broken. And I, I remember a call. I had a conversation with my dad and Edwin at the same time. And they were like, you're not doing it again. You're actually going to take a break. And I said, if I can talk to the doctor and he will let me do it one more time, you guys, please just let me do it one more time. Because I just, I'm not, I I just can't imagine not trying again. I I promise I can do it. I can do it. And it became this like almost obsession that I, I don't know why it like became this way. So then I became a totally different person. Like I was like, I am not showing one person that this is hard. I am done being upset about it because I can't let them know and pull it away. So I called my doctor with my husband on and he I was like, you know, Dr. Mars. So for those of you asking who my doctor was, it was Dr. Mars. I said, will you please let me do one more round? And he's like, Teddy, I don't think you're emotionally in the place to do it. And I said, please, I'm begging you one more round. And then I promise I'll take a year off. Just let me do it. And he was like, I, okay, you can do one more round. And we went in and, you know, everybody's mind frame was just different this time. We went in kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Like we no longer had that like, life in us like we're you know this is gonna happen and uh i it was before christmas so i would have found out on christmas day and i didn't even tell anybody those details i just went home for christmas Mm -hmm. i had the implantation i went home for christmas i lived christmas like i wasn't pregnant like life was nothing and i came back and I was pregnant. <laughs> like I was pregnant and everything felt really, you know, great, but then they're like, but your numbers are still low. So for the first, you know, it was I think 10 weeks, you're just kind of waiting and then it just was that waiting game, but luckily Cruz stuck and you know, he was my amazing baby boy, but then what ended up happening next to us, which I don't know that a lot of people talk about, which is actually the hardest part that we went through in regards to this whole process is when Cruz was born. So, you know, we already had all of like these mixed feelings because we had to do IVF. We chose a boy. We knew, you know, all of these things that go through your mind that they shouldn't, you know, we just wanted a healthy baby, but like you start blaming yourself. Um, We, when I was going into labor, it was really long labor and when Cruz finally came out, the nurse put him on my chest and I said, um, something, something's wrong with him. I'm sorry, something's wrong with him. So they immediately, because they saw on my record that I had postpartum with Slate, they thought something was wrong with me and they weren't really believing that something was wrong with him. And finally a nurse, 
like they're like he's fine teddy some kids just take a a little bit longer to cry you shouldn't have to worry about it and it's gonna be okay and i I started screaming like it's not okay he's not okay Mm -hmm. and finally the nurse was like you know what he's not okay like and they called the code and the hundred you know cedars is a learning hospital so it's hundreds of doctors coming in and you know like learning you know whatever they take him away from from us he's on life support we don't know anything they medicate me so i like knock out i wake up and my husband is just sitting in the corner in like a pile of mush like just like crying he's like i don't know if cruz is alive i haven't heard from anyone no one's told me anything i'm just sitting here and he's like now i'm blaming myself because we did this and we created this bit you know like all of these things that are going through your mind that are completely out of your control and i called up to the to the nicu and i said hi i'm cruz's mom and so oh, great you guys want to come up oh my god you guys want to come up he's still on he's still on you know the breathing machine and everything like that but you guys can't hold him but you can see him and um you know once we saw him all of those those feelings went away but that time where you're just really trying to figure out if your baby's okay mm-hmm. you go to every negative place in the world and you know we ended up finding out that they don't exactly know why he wasn't breathing when he was born but he does have a heart condition but something that can be managed so in the end it's all very positive but it became a reason why, I mean, why we never thought we'd have another baby again. And that's why, I mean, for those of you who do or don't know, I am 19 weeks pregnant right now and it happened naturally and I had no idea. And <laughs> I didn't even know I was pregnant till I was nine weeks pregnant. Um, we weren't trying, you know, it's just amazing how life works so i know all of the ups and downs i know so many of you guys that have struggled with the same things i have once i started opening up and telling people i had a miscarriage or this happened or this happened or i have the killer cell or that me too me too me too you know and we don't talk about things until somebody else is going through them right and i think it's so important to know you're not alone but um (laughs) I don't even know how to transition from that. I want to know, and I hope it's okay that I'm asking. Emotionally, how do you feel being pregnant? Are you nervous? Well, that's what everybody has been asking me because I was so nervous the last couple of times. Also, I was in a completely different stage in my life because even with Cruz, I was on bed rest multiple times as well. And going into this pregnancy, I'm able to be active because I, one, I didn't know for eight weeks, so I was active <laughs> all before. You know, they say what the doctor says is as long as you start your pregnancy active, mm-hmm. you can continue whatever you were doing prior. So I am able to eat properly, like to nourish the baby. I'm in a place where I'm taking care of myself. I'm able to move every day. I'm still able to work. My jobs change. You know, all of those things. And to be honest, I'm the least stressed about this baby than I have I was with the others and I think it's solely because I'm like I've done the I've done it the other way Mm -hmm. right and I just can't do it that way again and you don't have all of those prescriptions in your body yeah 
I know. Which, so this probably feels really different. Yeah. Th- everyone's like, how did you not know you were pregnant? I'm like, well, when I was pregnant on the others, I was either on the Clomid or the steroids or the blood thinners. Right. Or, like, I was on so much medication that I wasn't feeling the regular pregnancy symptoms. So even in those first, you know, eight or nine weeks when I didn't know I was pregnant, I was like, I'm tired, but who isn't tired when you have kids and you work right. and you're filming a TV, you know, whatever it is, you're tired. <laughs> you're just tired. Yeah. So, I mean, I really feel like I'm like, we're going to be okay. Um, but it's definitely a different feeling that I've ever had being pregnant. So, yeah, I'm just like, you know, but we were, blo- I mean, I took nine home pregnancy tests before I went to the doctor with this one. <laughs> Wait, I just want to know, did you postmate the preg- pregnancy test to the house or no, did you go to, go to, uh, I, no, like, I, I, like walk of shit, like what I went twice to go. And then the third time I asked my assistant, I'm like, can you pick me up some pregnancy tests? I, I just don't know that I can handle the CVS lady again. Like she is really judging, <laughs> but I still have them all. <laughs> Just in case. I love it. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's kind of my my story and I I feel like when I whenever I talk about it, yes, there's people that are going to I'm not going to say everything right. I'm going to say something that may end up offending somebody or that but I have to be able to share my story and how right. I felt because there are people that are going through the same exact thing that feel really alone that don't feel like they can open up because for whatever reason, we put this pressure on ourselves. For whatever reason, we don't. It's weird. You feel like if you are weak or you break mm-hmm. down, and it's not even weak. It's just having emotions that they're going to tell you you have to stop. Mm. Right. And it. I mean, that's brutal. When someone tells you, "No, you're done. You right. need to stop." You're not stable enough right now. <laughs> you need time. You need time to heal. Right. And you can. You still. It's like you took us right back there, and I think you went back there. I could feel the panic when you were like, please, Dad, mm-hmm. please, Edwin, let Le- me do it one more time. The desperation. Of- yeah. like it's- And that all these other people had sort of, they want to have your best interest, but it's almost like a power over you, and that would be so... Because they're like, we want you to, we want you to feel better. We want you to not have this hanging over you. But like in my mind, I know best. Like I know that like I, I, this is going to happen this time. I, I don't even know why I thought that. I think I was just so desperate that I was like, <laughs> if I say it and then I'm just because I, I, I promised myself, I'm like, I'm going to be chill. I'm going to go home. I'm going to be fine at Christmas. I'm not going to be bugging out. I'm not going to be testing. I'm not going to have a mental break at Christmas Eve. Like I'm going to. And I just kind of told myself that. And then when I came back and they were like. You're you're pregnant. I was like, wow. <laughs> but then I, you know, they still. Then every every day you go in to test your levels when you've had repeated issues. Right. So then it's like that mind game every single day. Like, oh, it only jumped five hundred. Yeah, it it's only. only <laughs> and you're like, but I was like, it's okay. That's the, that's it not jumped. terrible number. Yeah. You know, you just you start like <laughs> tricking yourself to try. You know to do that but it's I I know there are just so many people out there and there's so many husbands also that have no idea what to do when their wife is in this state so um, I know we're having some different guests in and I also know that we are have a ton of questions to get through. Yeah, and we're kind of writing down questions as they come for the doctor because I still don't know what a killer cell is. I don't really either because I the one thing my doctor did say is like don't go on WebMD. 
Oh. D- you do. You're not a doctor, so quit trying to diagnose yourself over my diagnosis, because then you know you become really crazy. Well, I wonder: are killer cells common in? I don't know. My guess is what happens, what I was told, but also remember I was told not in the best state, was that your body thinks that your baby is like a foreign object and it goes to like get rid of it. So that's why you need the blood thinners and the steroids. So, but I mean, there's been so many questions. We also need to find out about PCOS. A lot of people ask me about that. And then there's also just people that have a lot of questions about freezing their eggs um, when they're even when they're not ready to have a baby. So what do you do after when you don't want to use the rest of them? You have to you have to save them like in the or you have to donate or I mean, some people I think even sell. There's so many different things that like we don't even know. Yeah, I have all kinds of questions. I know. So do I. So with that, should we take a little break? And then um, when we come back, I think Sadie Murray is going to come in and talk to us about her journey. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hi, it's Tamara Judge, co-owner of Vena CBD, where our mission is your health and wellness. At Vena, we understand life's daily challenges, and that's why we offer a range of CBD products designed to help you find balance and feel your best. Whether you're struggling with stress, sleep, or just looking for a daily wellness boost, we've got you covered. If you struggle getting a good night's sleep like me, listen up. I started sleeping better right away when I started taking Lights Out Sleep Gummies before bed. Our best sellers, like the Cloud9 Mood Enhancing Gummy and our Lights Out Sleep Gummy, are made with the highest quality of ingredients, grown right here in the USA, ensuring that you get all the benefits without any compromise. And we stand by our products. Not only are they third-party tested for quality, but we also offer a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Experience the difference with Vena CBD and take the first step towards a more balanced you. Visit venacbd.com today and explore our range of products. And for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive discount on your first order. Just use the code TEAPOD, T-E-A-P-O-D, at checkout for buy one, get one free. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day, and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. 
Not only do I love my nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hey, so we're back with Teddy Teapod, and Jen and I are going to ask Sadie some questions because she just recently froze her eggs. Yes, so, so give us the deets. What led you to want to start freezing your eggs? Your age, give us give us everything. So I had just um, ended a relationship, you know, when I was I was I dated this guy who I thought I was going to marry, and I was thirty four when we broke up. And I he told me, actually, I, I don't think I ever want to have a family. And I felt like, are you kidding me? Like I just wasted this time with you, wow. and it blew my mind. But it was also kind of like the fire that I needed under my ass to take control of the situation. And so I met with a doctor um, in Newport Beach and got all the info. Then I (laughs) chickened out, like I made my appointment. Then I was like, no, I've got time. I'm only 34. (laughs) And then I went back in and he was like, no, literally, like, time is not on your side. Like, it's not like, like, oh, wow. Yeah. And he was like, whether you do it with me or someone else, like, you just need to know the facts. Because I kind of felt like... And this is you at 34 years old. Yeah. So okay. this is... I'm 36 now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I meet with him and he's... He kind of... I mean, I got over the emotional aspect of it. Like, this isn't the way I planned it. This isn't what I wanted necessarily. But I wanted to 
empower myself, right? Yeah. So then finally I turned 35 and I'm like, all right, it's DJ. Here we go. <laughs> Let's like get this over with. And I thought, you know what? And if I can do this, if I'm going to be a mom, you have to be able to handle anything. So why not show it off now kind of a thing, right? Right. So yeah, I I did it. I So I'm uh, some of the listeners' questions are, if you're going in solely to freeze your eggs, how much does it cost? Mine was about $12,000. 12000 And like for your, did you do it one time or multiple? I've only times? done it once because I got a, a nice amount of eggs the first, you know, when I did it. But I have, I have a couple girlfriends that, you know, have done it twice, three times. I mean, you, you do it as many times as, as you it, need to. And then what is the, like, I, for lack of a better word, the storage, like what is the rate monthly for that? I think mine is, a, it's maybe 500 a year. So huh. It's not horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. isn't that weird? The storage, like, I, like I have a storage I'm like, unit. What are you? I'm like, no. what are you calling? I was thinking about this. Your the, locker? I mean, no, seriously. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, how are my eggs doing? I'm just, you get to go visit them. I would like to someday. Yeah, I have photos of them on my phone. It was so funny, you guys. I'm in a group text with my girlfriends from college. We're all in the same sorority, and all of them are married and have you know at least one kid. My best friend just had her third, and we're all the same age. And my friends like show me pictures of your new babies and I'm on this group text and I'm like are you serious like this is so annoying so they're all like cute photos of like you know them like riding bikes and stuff like that and so I sent the actual pictures of the eggs that I got from my doctor and I was like here are my little popsicles (laughs) so when now that you've done that what are kind of your next thoughts like what where where's your headspace now i feel like you know big dick energy yeah (laughs) i feel like i have that now (laughs) like when i'm now when i'm dating like i don't feel like i have to settle because you know i want to get get married and have a family now i'm walking into this chapter of my life with a sense of confidence that whether or not i use them or not the fact that I know that I did this for myself and for my future family or for my future husband, it it's making me, you know, feel like I have more options. And there's nothing better than feeling like you're more free, I think. There's no pressure. Right. Because I have so many people I know that are now divorced. I mean, I'm 36. I was engaged at one point, broke it off. And I feel like now, like statistically, I've like skipped my divorce if I was ever going to have one. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll save some money. (laughs) I spent it on the eggs. Um, Yeah. So I think now the next step is, I mean, I'm single, I'm dating and I'm, it's funny though. I, I almost sometimes, I have to stop myself from like telling the guy, Oh hey, I froze my eggs because like, like <laughs> I like too much. Well, I don't want. I also I know that that's like a concern too. Like if I'm a guy and I'm dating around, it's like of course you're gonna want to pick the fresher eggs. Of course you're gonna go <laughs> if you're younger. I'm yeah, not sure. Guys are really thinking. I don't know. On date one. Like <laughs> don't bring it up on date one. I I what? have you no. guys. I have brought it up no. on. A, no, I have been like yeah, and they're like so how. I, do you mind? Like, how you old are you? Come back on the how to date episode. No, oh my kidding. god, <laughs> Lord help us all with that. I've got so many stories. And how did you feel during the process of when you were giving yourself the shots and all of that? I, I was a different thing because when I was going through it, I was trying to get pregnant. Right. Currently, versus you were doing it just to ha- make sure that I had you had your the options. security. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
Well, I was a little diva about it. Like, I was, like, really afraid to... I've never given myself an injection before. Like, I'm not a drug addict. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, like, I'm not used to it. Like, I'm just... I don't know. Like, I do get, you know, injections in my face. But, like, that's someone else doing doing it. it. Right. This is different. This is, like, oh, my God, if I miss and I hit a nerve or something, what's going to happen? So... I decided to like make it a, a thing for my first shot, and I like went to Malibu and stayed the night in like the, at the so Mal- at the Malibu Beach Inn, and I like woke up and I like prayed and I like was like, okay, here we go, we're doing this journey because it's like, you know, eighteen days of shots, and I grabbed my my stomach and I was like, thank God I've gained a little weight. There's some fat there, and I just pretended like I was injecting a piece of chicken or something, and I was like, okay, let's do this. This isn't my body. Here we go, and it was fine. Did and you watch was- a YouTube? video totally you did so many times and then i like would i found myself like talking to the lady and i was like is this right and she's like it's like she's not really there um but i was like really it was scary but now that you're saying that i had totally just blocked out the memory of giving myself shots that's the crazy thing about doing this process Mm -hmm. like i had given myself so many different rounds of shots that i remember i would go in and it would be crunchy in the spot because I had injected the same area. So, because you know, you have your comfort area. Oh, yeah. Okay, this spot right below my belly button, that's my jam. But then, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) she's right. Teddy's right. I feel good about giving it in this spot (laughs) because it's been working for me. But after so many rounds, that spot is like, you know what? F you. Yeah. <laughs> you go find a new spot. I, yes. Move to the other side. Yeah. Yes. Like, but I totally blacked that out until you were just saying that. And I'm like, it was weird, too, because then you get a little bit like after you've done it, maybe you're in for like a week. You're like, I'm a pro. You know, you get like a little cocky. Like I was like, I can go to this party now and then I'll just do it in the bathroom. And I did. I was like, this isn't going to ruin my life. I mean, I didn't like drink while I was doing it or anything like that. But like I, I it was because I did it. um, like around Halloween, like into November. And it was like, you know, you just start like going to different right. people's holiday. houses, but holiday stuff. Yeah, it was just more of that time. And I was like, I had birthday parties and things. And I was like, I'm bringing my kit. I'm bringing my needles. <laughs> I took them out of my purse and I did it. Would you, would you consider doing another round if more time went by? Or do you think if you were to meet somebody, let's say I just had somebody in calling, calling in your now in eight weeks. So you meet somebody in eight <laughs> weeks from now, you fall in love. Would you try to get pregnant naturally or would you use your younger, fresher eggs? I would try and get pregnant naturally yeah. first. I think that's mm-hmm. ideal. And obviously I want to save those eggs. So if I, because that's what my doctor said. Um, he was like, you know, you may not even use these. I have people come in and then they meet the love of their life a year later because they're just so like, there's something about being free of this, you know, do you think you would keep them stored anyway forever? So, okay, I was actually just talking about this with my one of my best guy friends. Him and his partner are talking about having kids. And he was like, we were hanging out one night. We've known each other since kindergarten. So he has the he can ask me this stuff. So we've had a little wine. And he's like, I've got the energy and the, the courage to ask you this. Can I have one of your eggs? <laughs> it's like, no. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's no, no. I'm like really protective. He's like, okay, but what if you, sorry, Sadie, what if you die? <laughs> and I was like, you're so lucky I'm on my second glass of wine right now. Like, what in the actual? Okay. And I was like, actually, I was like, I don't. When I signed the form, you know, where you say, what do you want to do with them? Like, if you do pass away like i don't know what's gonna happen in life 
there were only two options and it was either you donate them to science to people who need them or science or what have you and or you destroy them i chose the latter because i just felt like that's they're mine and I don't want anyone else to have them now. But I think I was hopped up on hormones when I signed it. Of course. And so now they're mine. mine. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I did the shots, you know, but like now I totally have a different perspective. Like now I may give them to a family that like can't or my sisters, you you know, that's what I'm going to do. So that's what I'm going to, I need to, you know, obviously work that out. But I don't also, they shouldn't make you sign things when you're not. When you're super hormonal making decisions. I was such a a psychopath (laughs) at the end. At the end, I was like, I was, I was literally like, I was great up until two days before. And I called my mom and I was like, I don't know if I want to yell at people, cry, or just like (laughs) fall asleep. I don't know what's happening in my life right now, but like I shouldn't be driving. (laughs) I told them about how I broke down going because I missed the entrance for Taco Bell. I mean, thanks. I swear to God, no, this is real this is real like you turn what? the smallest thing into wait, like is that for real oh a full breakdown what did you- <laughs> wait, i called my what? husband and said i, I passed the of taco bell and then i couldn't find the place to you like full breakdown and you have to imagine he's at work he's like hey babe what, yeah what is okay you good? You're you're, you're not you're, in the car you're, right You're right. actually okay. Like, did you get arrested? Like, what's happening? I need like, the cheesy no, roll ups. I, I just wanted a bean and cheese. Bean and <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that is epic, right like, there. What? And then you're, and then I get off the phone. I'm like, he could have been nicer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? Why didn't he offer to get me one? Why didn't he offer to leave his job and yeah. come get me a bean and cheese? Then you're like, I'm not even pregnant yet. Oh my god! No, I I know I had to like not go on dates during that time too well, because I, I was good thing good. because you're already bringing up date yes. one. I'm, I know, I'm nerved up. Oh. Uh, well, you know when you do bring it up date one, and the guy's like, "Good to know that he's probably." The I know. One. I and honestly, I I don't care at this yeah, point. Like, like I'm at a I'm at a place in my life where like this is me, take it or leave it. Like obviously, I'm not gonna like roll up and like show them the photos of my <laughs> eggs, but like. You know, if it comes up, like, I feel like I'm proud of it. Like, I'm like, I did this. This is so cool. And I think, like you're saying, like, the guy that is my guy will be like, thank you for doing that. Because I don't want your old eggs. Absolutely. But also, I mean, it's crazy. Even getting pregnant this time. I mean, when I went in and everything was good, he's like, well, because you are advanced maternal age. How old are you? I'm 38. Mm Mm-hmm. He goes, goes, you go and do another round of testing that insurance covers this time. And I'm like, advanced maternity. You know, I didn't even like hearing those words. I'm like, 38 is considered Mm -hmm. advanced geriatric. It is. Yeah. Like, which is got to. I mean, it just puts so much pressure on people that, you know, everybody's getting married later now. Mm-hmm. It's not like when, you know, we were kids and our parents all met in high school and they all got married. My parents yeah. met when they were 9 and 11. I know. They so, went to prom together. <laughs> like, this is the stuff that we have this to is deal not with. It's happening now. People are getting married in their 30s, 40s, whatever. And so when you're going into the doctor, the advanced maternal age at 38, you're like, Wow, imagine going in there and I mean, what, uh, so many of my followers are like, I'm 37 years old and I'm trying to decide if I should freeze my eggs. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's also the pressure of, you know, I do freeze my eggs and then I don't meet somebody and then now it's five years later and I definitely want to have a child. Yeah. Do you do it on your own? Do you do it on your own? Right. I 
I wouldn't, but I don't think that it's... I think you can't. I mean, obviously... 36-year-old Sadie wouldn't. Right. Who knows where I'll be at 46. I'll be, mean, 44. I'll be like the Octo Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the Octo I'll just be single Octo Mom Sadie. Everyone will be like, wow, that's a reality show. Then I can pay for it. Oh my God, it'll be so exciting. You, you know what? I'll pitch it. I'll produce the Thank show you. For you. Oh my God. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, right now I would be like, no, I, I'm, I'm good. I want my person. I want my yeah, person. And right. I want to have a family with that guy. But at the same time... You know, I'm also I'm not opposed to adopting like because I don't even know if I mean, the eggs are viable and they're great. But like, who knows if I can carry it? Who knows if, you know, would you be open to adopting now or would you want to wait as well for that? I'd be I mean, I want to wait. wait. Yeah. Yeah. And you you told me that you're I have an adopted brother from Guatemala. I was 27 when my mom adopted him. What? And he was five. Can you yes. walk us through that process a little bit? Because a lot of people were asking about adoption also in regards to from foster to adoption as well. Fostering is so important, especially, you know, I'm from Detroit and I worked in the foster care, like in foster care, working with those kids as a therapist. And there are great foster parents. Of course, we always hear about the horrible stories in the news. Right. Um, but the majority of them do it because they love children and they want to take care of them and they want to give them stability. How do you even get started doing something like that? It's a it's a pretty long process of background checks, interviews, um, you know, uh letters from people in your life so that, you know, that vouch for you as a parent, as a human why you're doing this. They come in and check the home. They come in and observe. It's a it's a really long process uh, because they're placing kids in these homes right. until they're either adopted. A lot of them, you know, there's a huge percentage of kids in the foster, in, in foster care that never get adopted. Right. Ugh, and, so sad. Ugh. But I- these families are angels. So when my mom went to Guatemala, she had gone to Mexico and then she went to Guatemala and uh, she was visiting. Did she go with like a group or she was just going on vacation? She was just going on vacation and she visited uh, an orphanage and she met Diego and he was four. He had just turned four and it took her a year to adopt him. Very Angelina Jolie of her. (laughs) It Very. Very. I mean, you just go on vacation and pick up a kid. Okay. Pick up a kid. I always look for a sun hat or a souvenir, but sure, that works too. That was sorry. Had to lighten the mood a touch. Just a touch. We needed you in here 15 minutes ago. That was my reaction. She called me and she said, I fell in love with Diego in Guatemala and I'm going to bring him home. And I said, Are you crazy? I'm 27 years old. Oh my God, that could be your kid. Yes. (laughs) And she said, no, 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 no. Just go to the house and go look at the photo on the counter. And so I was like, oh, I'm so, I was just, I couldn't believe. Why were you so against it? Why? I just felt that I was like, you already raised me. Are you an only, were you an only child? I have two older half sisters, but so we have different moms. So I'm I'm her only biological child. Aww. So I was like, why don't you just go travel? Like mm-hmm. go travel. Like, 
Don't you want to be free? She uh, did, and look what happened. I, I know. You but know how, what I mean? So, how close are you with Diego now? I'm so close. I finally went over to the house and looked down the counter at that picture, and I was like, oh, he's so cute. This so would be cute. such a sad <laughs> ending if you're like, and I never spoke to him. Uh, I love that so much. We have so many more Sorry. things we need to get into, but unfortunately, <laughs> we have to take a little break. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hi, it's Tamara Judge, co-owner of Vena CBD, where our mission is your health and wellness. At Vena, we understand life's daily challenges, and that's why we offer a range of CBD products designed to help you find balance and feel your best. Whether you're struggling with stress, sleep, or just looking for a daily wellness boost, we've got you covered. If you struggle getting a good night's sleep like me, listen up. I started sleeping better right away when I started taking Lights Out Sleep Gummies before bed. Our best sellers, like the Cloud9 Mood Enhancing Gummy and our Lights Out Sleep Gummy, are made with the highest quality of ingredients, grown right here in the USA, ensuring that you get all the benefits without any compromise. And we stand by our products. Not only are they third-party tested for quality, but we also offer a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Experience the difference with Vena CBD and take the first step towards a more balanced you. Visit venacbd.com today and explore our range of products. And for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive discount on your first order. Just use the code TEAPOD, T-E-A-P-O-D, at checkout for buy one, get one free. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day, and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Not only do I love my Nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me Nair when I was her age. But it was not the best smell back then. But now, Nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time. And the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. 
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. So I'm excited. We have a guest coming on in a second. Her name's Michelle, and she also froze her eggs, but she got pregnant with a sperm donor, which reminds me of a story from when I was 17, 18 years old, and I came to Los Angeles, which is so crazy considering all the things that you know ended up happening with me trying to get pregnant and whatnot. But I was like super broke. I worked in the mailroom at CAA and with a roommate, we lived in a studio apartment. You know, I was also a hostess and I was like, really just like, I, we barely have enough money to get the pink dot we're ordering. So <laughs> we were like desperation central and I pulled open, like, I can't remember, like I was looking at my boss's like Hollywood reporter or whatever it was. And I saw that somebody was wanting to harvest somebody's eggs and they were going to pay $10,000 for it. And I was like, I didn't talk to anybody about it because I knew I was going to get judged, but I'm like, that could be a good thing. $10,000. To me, $10,000. People assume when they think about me that like I had a trust fund, I had all this money. I didn't. I was freaking broke as a joke. Like <laughs> I didn't even have a credit card. Like it was a situation. Um, so I was like, you know what? I think I could do this. So I call the number on the thing and I'm like, hi, um, I was just curious. I saw something. I didn't say my name. Thank God. But I was like, I saw saw that you're wanting to pay somebody for their eggs. You know, I wasn't thinking of the repercussions, anything. You know, you're just a dumb kid. And he, the person's like, great, I just have a couple questions for you. Do you have blue eyes? You know, we pay extra for certain things. Do you have blue eyes? Wow, I'm like, crazy. I have blue eyes. And he's like, great. And then they ask a couple of other questions, you know, like, are you blah, 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 blah. And then everything's going well. And he's like, I think we should set a meeting. Oh, one last question. Where'd you go to college? And I go, I didn't. And he goes, Oh, well, actually, you're no longer in contention. <laughs> what? I can't. What? I was like, I remember I looked at my roommate. I'm like, they don't even want me. And they're not going to want you either because you didn't go to college either. So, <laughs> so that, that, then I actually talked to my mom and dad about it. And they were like, Teddy, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, we, what? Have you lost your mind? I was like. I maybe I good thing I brought it up to you guys before I found the next ad. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask for some money? No, I was like, some money? 
I was like, no, they would have been like laughing at me if I was like, but can I have some money? They'd be like, go kick rocks, <laughs> get a third job. Um, but yeah, that was my story. But anyways, Michelle, I'm excited to hear about yours and you are glowing, beautiful, Thank pregnant, you. 28 weeks. <laughs> it's the first week of my um of my third trimester. Wow. It's a trip. Like it just popped out. It's a little boy. Little oh, boy. Yes. Do you have a name picked? You don't, I don't have to tell know me. Yet. I mean, like, my friend's son wants me to name him Thelonious. <laughs> I like that. So tell us a little bit about your story. Like, and also we have to ask all those annoying questions like how old you are and all those types of things. Okay. Okay. So give it to Where us. Where do you want me to start? Okay. Um, well, maybe tell us how old you are and then what led you to this. Okay. I'm 46. What? <laughs> no way. And it's, it's so weird because I don't think about age, but... I froze my eggs in 2011. and it, So how old were you in 2011? Sorry, I'm very bad I at math. Was, I didn't go to college. Um, <laughs> that would be 37. Okay. Yeah. And I, I did it because <clears throat> I had a little store up in San Francisco and it was the recession. It was a really intense period in time. And I ended up getting diagnosed with cancer. And it was the first thing I thought of was to freeze my eggs. And, um, <clears throat> but it wasn't something that they suggested just like immediately. It was like, okay, I, I, this is going to be intense this year. And on top of it, I don't want to potentially be, um, sterile from this. And so I ended up freezing my eggs and, um, and then I went through like cancer treatment up in San Francisco at UCSF and, um, and then it circled around where last year I was 45 and, I was like dating a guy that was a total mess. And I was like, I don't have time for this. Like, I, what am I doing here? Like, I just, I can't be with like a 45 year old baby, you know? Like, I don't want a 45 year old baby. <laughs> and I got out of that. And I, but the stress, like, I didn't realize I wanted a kid so badly. Like, I did it, obviously, I did it for as my eggs. So, so it was like important to me, but I kept thinking I'd meet the right person. And then I, um, last year, I was talking to a friend who's adopted a girl, a little baby girl, and she has three boys. And she's like, Hami, that's my last name. And she's like, just have a baby and then you can meet the guy. And then just through a series of <clears throat> of things that month, when she said that came up, I had to pay my storage free for my eggs. So I went to go see my doctor in San Francisco who froze them. And he like, when I walked in, he like started crying and he's like, Michelle, I love seeing patients like you. It's amazing you're here. Um, I love him. His name's Mitchell Rosen in San Francisco. He's incredible. The next thing I knew, I was just on the journey of doing IVF. And like, it's so cool because like everything kind of panned out, like where I had like cash flow come last year, like things have just been like magically like unfolding to get to this place. And it worked. So on April 17th this year, I had a, I did three transfers. I found sperm last year. How, okay, I have to stop yeah. you. Yes. That was a whole other thing where I was how, like, is how? there a book? I mean, did he go to college? He did. <laughs> he did. That was a prerequisite. He was a film student, which is kind of funny. So I feel like he's in L.A. somewhere, but he's... <laughs> Um, and he. the funny thing is like... I Did you see... A, so you know what he looks like? I know what he looks like as a child. Oh. oh yeah so most of them it's literally like tinder it's like it's like but you never have to go on a date how like, long did it take you to pick it's a it was like a dream come true there's how? like it's a website well like there's a few so there's one um smaller sperm bank in the east bay that's like it was started by lesbian couples like 
I don't know, 15 years ago. And right now I can't remember the name of it. So I looked at that one because I know that they really go into like looking for good character of sperm donors. And then I ended up finding my sperm at California Cryobank. Okay. Which they have a huge. um, How much does it cost to get a sperm? So a vial of sperm is $1,000. That is not that pricey. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. And it's so- And how much how My much does a vial was more than that. I know. Yeah. How much does a vial, how far does a vial go? Did a vial last you all three transfers? Yeah. So my doctor worked with me because wow. usually they ask you to um to like get two sper- sperm vials. And I just bought one and I sent it up there to him. Like they have to, you have to pay extra to pay to have it frozen, sent up like through FedEx or whatever. How long did it take you <laughs> to pick FedEx. him? FedEx. Wait, what? How long did it take you to pick him? It took me a few weeks because it's overwhelming. So I sat down and looked. And I was like, whoa, like this is a lot. And then I had to like go back and regroup and look at it like a month later. And I ended up buying his sperm in September. But I went through a process of like looking. There were some donors that had their adult photos, and there was like this one really cute guy that like had a master's and like production and like what seemed like very like creative, like mm-hmm. surfed, hiked. And I was like, oh, I could date this guy. <laughs> and then I heard his interview with like the, um, like someone at the sperm bank, and he had a chip on his shoulder. And I was like, ew, yeah. <laughs> like if I'm going to be a single mom, like I really want like someone that's like happy, joyous. <laughs> You know, like their personality. Does it say like, on there, like, if you could ever reach out to the sperm donor? Oh, so that's the other thing that helped. So, like, there's like literally like a thousand donors. So, I like I picked filters that like narrowed down my search. Uh-huh. So, one of them was I decided to do an open donor so that if my baby wants to reach out to the dad, he can oh, do it. When he's oh, 18. now I love your your sperm donor. He said yes. Yeah, and. <laughs> I'm almost so I won't I don't know who he is and we won't know until my baby's 18 if my baby wants to reach out to him but at least it's like another family member he's your soulmate who knows I could wait 18 years I've been single this long (laughs) (laughs) so wow I think that's so amazing that you can pick that because that's what I was thinking like when you are telling your son yeah uh it's so nice to be able to give them that option right when do you think you'll tell your son? I feel like right away. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's going to come up. I'm just kind of trusting the journey on that. Yeah. I mean, this but, is so incredible. And then, so you send it, you send it, you FedEx it, <laughs> you pay the extra yeah. fee. And then what oh, happened? So this is the doctor. T- so I only, he worked with me on my one sperm vial because I'm doing this solo. So it's like, it's still a lot of money, you know? <laughs> All in, took, how much did you spend? I think I did a spreadsheet and I almost like fell over. It was, I, and mine's less probably than a lot of people, but I spent about 25 grand. 25 grand. Wow. Yeah. Do you think you would ever do it again? I don't know. It depends because now I still have half of the sperm up north and I have 11 eggs left because I had a huge fertility. Like when when they harvested my eggs, they took out 23. And did you do PGS before no. you didn't? And then for your fir- you said you did three transfers. So for your first two, did you get pregnant or? Um, I think I had like a chemical pregnancy. Yeah, I had one of those. Yeah. And then the second one didn't work. How, what was your emotional state during that time? Now that I'm out of it and I'm pregnant, like I feel so much more. It took a few weeks into pregnancy, like maybe two months, but like I'm so much more stable. Like I don't, I don't think I realized like how emotional I was during the IVF process because those hormones are intense. The hormones are intense. I almost <clears throat> felt like I shut down the world around yeah, me, me because too. I didn't want anybody to know the level of how 
crazy. Out of yeah, control I was. Totally. That I feel like it's the pill. Like during the process, you have to take the pill when you start a new cycle and you're on it for like a month or so. And then you start doing injections or whatever, at least for me, because I wasn't taking out eggs each round. I already had them. But the the pill was crazy. Like I just feel like I, I got for me, it was like my thing was like depression. That's how I was as well. That yeah. turned really like manifested into anxiety. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so crazy the things that we do to ourselves over things that we cannot control. It's so true. On that note, we have Julia Sadler on the line, and she wrote a book called Pray Big Things. And she is a mom to triplets who struggled with infertility. And so I think it would be really interesting to get her perspective on all of this. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hi, it's Tamara Judge, co-owner of Vena CBD, where our mission is your health and wellness. At Vena, we understand life's daily challenges, and that's why we offer a range of CBD products designed to help you find balance and feel your best. Whether you're struggling with stress, sleep, or just looking for a daily wellness boost, we've got you covered. If you struggle getting a good night's sleep like me, listen up. I started sleeping better right away when I started taking Lights Out Sleep Gummies before bed. Our best sellers, like the Cloud9 Mood Enhancing Gummy and our Lights Out Sleep Gummy, are made with the highest quality of ingredients, grown right here in the USA, ensuring that you get all the benefits without any compromise. And we stand by our products. Not only are they third-party tested for quality, but we also offer a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Experience the difference with Vena CBD and take the first step towards a more balanced you. Visit venacbd.com today and explore our range of products. And for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive discount on your first order. Just use the code TEAPOD, T-E-A-P-O-D, at checkout for buy one, get one free. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day, and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Not only do I love my Nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me Nair when I was her age. But it was not the best smell back then. But now, Nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time. And the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin 
four days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, here we are back, and I think Julia Sadler is on the line. Hello, Julia. Yes. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for coming on with us. We really appreciate yes, thank it. Thanks for having me. So nice. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. I was wondering if you could share a little bit about your story with us. So many people that listen to the podcast, you know, one of their main questions was like, how, you know, how do you stay strong throughout having multiple miscarriages and things like that? So, I mean, I think your story will truly resonate. And um, so I would I would love to hear from you. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it was so interesting to experience miscarriages after becoming a professional counselor because I knew, like, I knew it was important to stay close to your spouse, and I knew it was important to process those feelings, but it's just totally different knowing what you're supposed to do and then actually experiencing it. And I know that you're familiar with that pain and that struggle, but my husband and I, we were, we were junior high sweethearts, and we'd been together for a long time, and we just never had any reason to think there was any problem getting pregnant. It was just something we weren't ready to do. And so at seven, when we've been married about seven years, we decided it was time, and I got pregnant super easily. And I remember just thinking, wow, like, that wasn't too hard. And just a few weeks later, I ended up 
losing that first child, and we were very sad. We are very um, heartbroken about it, but it was so interesting how many people reached out to us and said they had had the same experience. And so while we were we were sad, but we weren't just completely in despair, um, since it seemed like it was something a lot of people had gone through. But then we got pregnant again and lost that child, and then a few months later get pregnant again. And so three miscarriages in less than six months did seem like something was wrong. Um, and that, that was a very difficult time for marriage. And so we decided we were going to pray super specifically. And I'd always, as people think it's crazy, I'd always wanted multiples. That's something I'd always desired. And so we just decided we weren't going to be embarrassed to ask God for anything. So we prayed for multiples, three children, and then we went and saw a fertility doctor who um, did put me on certain medication and said, Were you on Clomid? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did it make you crazy? Um, It made me super emotional and we were at this uh, retreat that week and I was like I just need to not talk to anybody because I was like crying during like I mean it wasn't even that touching <laughs> of a story and I was just like oh my gosh that's the best thing I've ever heard I was like Ryan I'm acting crazy like I, can't, I don't need to be here I don't need to talk to anybody um yeah and so I it, we just were we're really open about our struggle until many people reached out and said they had had similar things. But yes, when people tell me they're taking climate, I'm like, okay, nothing counts right now. Just don't even like read into anything your spouse says or your friends. Just maybe go into hanging out at home for a while. But um, we we did. We ended up conceiving triplets, and it was just incredible and miraculous, and um, a very very you know, difficult road to get there, but we're very thankful for our miracle babies, which were the result of prayer and fertility treatments. So after your three miscarriages, that is that when you started the Clomid or were you on it throughout the entire time? No. So our doctors told us that you don't really seek medical help until three miscarriages, which seems like a lot to go through before you search out some help. But no, it wasn't until afterwards um, that I went on Clomid and then some special shots that kind of help with ovulation. Yeah, I did those as well. Um, Did you... What did you, like I was talking about when I was either having a miscarriage or if I had a chemical pregnancy or if I just wasn't Mm -hmm. actually getting pregnant, I just, you said, you know, an important thing is to really communicate with your spouse. I was not doing that. I was really deep down inside of myself, like trying not to show my emotions to anybody. Um, How, how did you handle it? Yeah, so the first one, um, I, I really was like, okay, this is a test. This is a test of our relationship. Like, I just need to, I need to do, practice what I preach. I need to do what I know I'm supposed to do. And so the first one, I feel like I was like, I'm supposed to grieve. I let myself grieve. I was honest with Ryan. But then the second one, I definitely was more discouraged afterwards. And it was very tempting to withdraw and kind of be more isolated. I definitely stopped going to baby showers. I had 13 pregnant friends that year. Like, not like Instagram friends, like real friends. And it was just like babies were everywhere. And so just some things, I mean, I'm not at all would never say we did things perfectly it was a very big struggle um but 
there are just two things, the idea that honesty creates intimacy. And so being honest with Ryan and being honest with God and myself and my friends about what I was feeling and what I need. And then also just the saying we say in therapy, you have to feel it to heal it. And so instead oh, I of, love that. yeah, I, I love, love it. I just, I didn't come up with that. That was just something we say all the time. And so even though it's uncomfortable to be angry and it's uncomfortable to be sad and definitely like our culture isn't like, oh, good job for grieving. You know, that's definitely not something celebrated, but just letting yourself feel what you need to feel or else it does come out in other ways, which distance from your spouse, anxiety, depression. And so I didn't do that perfectly, but I did challenge myself to let myself feel um, whatever that is without So I have a question. So a lot, I'm going to ask you because you are also a counselor. I have a lot of people that have written in questions in regards to miscarriages Um, for somebody who maybe doesn't have a relationship with God or doesn't go to church. What are some ways to heal? Like somebody's written in that they've had 10 mess, 10 miscarriages behind them. You know, how do Mm -hmm. you not lose hope? Right. And if you're not coming from that from that background, well, um, everyone has a purpose. And I think that regardless of what your faith background is, um, there's a reason you're here. And it's tempting not to always look to the next thing. Like, oh, I'll be happy when I get pregnant or when I get married or when I, I work with teenagers a lot. So when I get into that college. And so really figuring out what this time is about and if if the future doesn't have i'm not if the future doesn't happen but if what you want if you never get pregnant or if you don't get married what can you still find purpose in for your life and maybe those things will happen hopefully they do but that doesn't negate the fact that you have an incredible purpose and there is a plan for your life and searching out what that is Good advice. That's and great advice. yeah, really good advice. And in that same token, you know, oftentimes I've had friends that have miscarried. And even though I have, I still don't know the right words to say. Like, what do yeah. you, what, do, what advice do you give to somebody, mm-hmm. either a spouse or a friend, mm-hmm. to say to somebody who is having a miscarriage, had a miscarriage? You know, what, do you, what is yes. your advice on that? I do not think there's a blanket statement for that, I really encourage people going through miscarriages to tell people what they need because friends and spouses do feel so scared they're going to say the wrong thing. And so I don't I don't know if there's a blanket statement for what to say if you're a spouse or a friend, but I think a good principle is just remembering that that person is still who they always were. So for me, I'm super extroverted. So my husband knew if I'm just saying I want to stay at home, something's off here. And so remembering that that friend or that spouse is still the same person, still has the same personality and still needs to be reached out to and ministered to in accordance with the person you've always known. And then how do you handle it if you're pregnant and your friend is having miscarriages? Yeah. Because um, I, yeah. I remember when I was struggling, I would have, you know, like you're saying with baby showers or any of those mm-hmm. things. And it, it wasn't that I wasn't happy for them. Right. But I remember also being like, do I need to be here? And so, you know, how, you know, now I am pregnant. So if that were to be the case for me, what do you think the best way to go about it when a friend is, you know, because that happens so Mm -hmm. much. You often get pregnant in groups and, you know, like it happens like that. And the pain is so raw. And you don't want to say the wrong. And especially Mm -hmm. when you're the pregnant one, you don't want to say the wrong thing to the person that isn't. 
Absolutely. Yes. So I think being honest is so important. Like my friends that were pregnant while we were struggling, they, I mean, they would tell me like, I'm pregnant. I know this may be hard for you and we're still praying for you. But I just think putting stuff out there is so much better than hiding. And I found, because there were people, I kind of obviously got pregnant with triplets, and I had a friend that had been struggling with infertility for years. And I, I mean, I was scared to tell her. But what I've found, what I've heard and experienced is that people already feel isolated. So then if you don't include them, then it's just even more feeling left out. And that's, I mean, that's what I've heard from other people that they do want to be told and they do want to rejoice with you. And it's that them. I mean, it's hard to hear, but it's up to us to take care of our, our own emotions, not up to other people. And so we have to be responsible for doing what we need to do for ourselves. Um, but I've heard people say they, they've gotten their feelings hurt because they haven't been included in that. So I, I would encourage them to tell their friend and tell them just how they're feeling and that they remember their struggle. I found a lot of people, especially if they struggle with infertility for years, kind of get forgotten. And so it's so important to tell that friend you remember and you remember their struggle. Oh, thank you. Such good advice. And if you guys want to read uh, Julia's book, it's called Pray Big Things. It's amazing. And we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And you've got three little cuties. I'm looking at their picture right here. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, they're crazy now. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a little break. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hi, it's Tamara Judge, co-owner of Vena CBD, where our mission is your health and wellness. At Vena, we understand life's daily challenges, and that's why we offer a range of CBD products designed to help you find balance and feel your best. Whether you're struggling with stress, sleep, or just looking for a daily wellness boost, we've got you covered. If you struggle getting a good night's sleep like me, listen up. I started sleeping better right away when I started taking Lights Out Sleep Gummies before bed. Our best sellers, like the Cloud9 Mood Enhancing Gummy and our Lights Out Sleep Gummy, are made with the highest quality of ingredients, grown right here in the USA, ensuring that you get all the benefits without any compromise. And we stand by our products. Not only are they third-party tested for quality, but we also offer a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Experience the difference with Vena CBD and take the first step towards a more balanced you. Visit venacbd.com today and explore our range of products. And for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive discount on your first order. Just use the code TEAPOD, T-E-A-P-O-D, at checkout 
for buy one, get one free. For the love. There is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Not only do I love my Nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me Nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, Nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. We had so many questions from our listeners. I printed them all out. It was like pages and pages. So I'm going to try to get through as many as possible. So we're going to bring on Dr. Catherine Green. She's a board certified OBGYN and reproductive endocrinologist. Dr. Green. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are, how are you? Good. We're all amped up. We have so many questions. Oh, perfect. Um, do you mind if I just start rapid fire? Uh, sure. No, that's no problem at all. That sounds good. Okay, great. First main question that a lot of people have asked is, what age should you freeze your eggs by? Is there an age that's too late? Sure. I think that's a really good question and one that I get a lot in patients that come to see me in the office. Um, So the optimal age is really around age 30 um, that women should start thinking about egg freezing um, and kind of evaluating uh, where they're at in their life and how long it may be before they plan to have kids. Um, There isn't... uh, as women start to get closer to 40, we do see a lower response, and the eggs themselves um, 
have a higher chance of not making a, a successful pregnancy. So as women approach the age of 40, that's getting kind of towards the end of the optimal window. Um, and then usually in the lower 40s is when I would say she probably shouldn't shouldn't pursue that option. Wow. Okay. Um, and yeah. then how do people know? I mean, I for example, I didn't know uh, that I was going to have fertility issues until I started getting pregnant. Is there a way to find yeah. that out prior? I mean, I I was only 28 when I, I think 20, 28 or 29 when I first went off the pill and started <laughs> trying to get pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a way to find out in advance? So, you, so let's say you're 28 year, years old and you're thinking I'm nowhere near settling down and I'm not even anywhere near wanting to freeze my eggs, but I am curious sure. about my fertility. Is that a possibility? Can you even check that? Can you find out? Yeah, I think there are certain things that may point to there being um, an issue with fertility. Um, some women know already that maybe they had a surgery or, you know, a fallopian tube removed. Those things um, obviously would cause an issue with attempting pregnancy. Um, if there's uh, heavy uterine bleeding um, or known um, issues with the uterus, such as like fibroids or polyps, which are benign growths in the uterus. Um, what about endometriosis? Endometriosis is um, very common and can impact uh, fertility as well. So signs of that that women might notice are um, painful periods, pain with intercourse, sometimes pain with bowel movements. Um, Those are kind of the big questions that we ask and may suggest endometriosis. Um, Additionally, on ultrasound, we may see signs such as a big ovarian cyst that could suggest endometriosis is there. What about STDs? Um, Another good question. So STDs, um, specifically the ones that cause pelvic inflammatory disease, like gonorrhea or chlamydia are the most common ones, um, can impair the fallopian tubes. So if a woman does have a history of that, it's worthwhile mentioning that to her OBGYN fertility doctor so they can evaluate if the fallopian tubes look okay. And then how long would you recommend to somebody to be off birth control before they try to get pregnant? Uh, we, as a field, used to think that women had to come off a couple months before attempting pregnancy. Um, we really don't see that there needs to be that washout period. So I say if you're thinking you want to start attempts next month, you can go ahead and just stop them right before the month you want to conceive and then attempt right away with your next period. And do you think there's like the best birth control? You know, like if you know you're going to eventually want to have kids, should you get, should you be on the pill or should you be on, I don't know, the ring or the, I don't yeah. know all the other ones. The yeah, implant, okay. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of options out there. I think at the end of the day, um, it all comes down to patient preference. So your chances of fertility after being on the pill or having an IUD, for example, are not significantly different. Um, Basically, I would choose the birth control that makes the most sense to you and your lifestyle. So some women don't want to think about having to take a pill every day. So in that scenario, an IUD may make sense, but other women don't like the idea of having something in their body, you know, in which case a pill may be better. So um, really what works best for her. Okay, now we're going to switch gears a little bit. I need, I I personally need to know, and there was actually another guest on here that had the same reaction. Why does Clomid make us crazy and what does it actually do? And (laughs) I need all the details. Sure. 
Um, so Clomid is a medication, um, as it sounds like you know, that you if you take as a pill, usually for a couple of days at the beginning of a cycle, and it can help you form a follicle or more than one follicle to either time intercourse or do insemination. The way that Clomid works is it sort of tricks your brain into thinking that there's no estrogen around, and um, as a result, your brain kind of um, kickstarts and um, and stimulates the ovaries to produce follicles. So when there's no, your brain thinks there's no estrogen around, then it'll work harder to make the ovaries grow a follicle or two. Um, so what is happening is in response to the Clomid, um, since your brain thinks there's no estrogen there, you can sometimes have symptoms of low estrogen. So that's what women often go through when they're going, going through menopause. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, exactly. So like mood changes, sometimes patients complain of headaches or um, vaginal dryness. That can all be a result of the way that the medicine works. Okay. And then also something that my doctor said that I had, and I... I know this sounds crazy, but you kind I kind of like started blacking out things that were happening to me because mm-hmm. or not to me, but things that were happening with my body because I like didn't want to know because then I would start researching it. But gotcha. he said during, you know, when some of my IVFs were not working, he said that I had a killer cell. That refers to like natural killer cells. It's a cell type in our body as part of the immune system. Um, and there are some people in the fertility world that believe that um, immunologic causes um, may impact pregnancy rates. So if your immune system is kind of harder or in overdrive, that may impair implantation or pregnancy success. Um, we there's there's data to support both yes and no that it matters. So I think depending on who you talk to, you get a different answer. Okay, and then what is PCOS? Yeah, so polycystic PCOS it stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. Um, it's a condition uh, where women have irregular menstrual cycles. Um, it's the most common symptom of it. They um, these women form multiple small. Um, in the ovaries, and they're not actually ovarian cysts. They're really follicles in the ovary that haven't gone away. And so what we'll see in these women is the typical presentation is irregular menstrual cycles, ovarian um, cysts or those small follicles in the ovaries, and then often elevated levels of male hormone um, such as testosterone. And what this condition does is it um, prevents them from having normal ovulation every month. And so if you're not ovulating on a regular interval, that equates to obviously difficulty in conceiving, and especially if you're trying to time uh, attempts appropriately. And if you have one of these medical conditions, will Mm -hmm. IVF or any of these fertility treatments be covered by insurance? Um, I wish it was covered more often than it is. Um, <laughs> it depends on what co- what time the patient's with if she has coverage. So we are seeing more employers offer this as a benefit, um, and we at at my facility at RMA definitely work with insurance if patients have it. Um, but I right now there's still a lot of patients that are unfortunately paying out of pocket. Wow. And what what is the difference between a chemical pregnancy and an atopic pregnancy? 
Um, so a chemical pregnancy is where we just see uh, evidence that the patient's pregnant on her blood work, but we don't see anything on ultrasound either in the uterus or anywhere else. Um, an ectopic pregnancy is where she's definitely pregnant. We see it on blood work, but when we do the ultrasound, you can see that the pregnancy actually implanted outside of the uterus. So the most common place would be somewhere along the fallopian tube, um, but we often not often, I'm sorry, we can also see it in the ovary. How common are those to happen? And are they as common as as miscarriages? Um, definitely not as common as miscarriages. So um, miscarriages, we know that about 30% of um, recognized pregnancies result in miscarriage. So um, it's miscarriage is so common. And I think women that go through that may not realize it because it's not something people often talk about, um, but it is incredibly common. Um, ectopic pregnancy, the chance of that is much lower. Um, I don't have a definitive percent, but it's in the single digit. So it's much less common than a miscarriage. So if you're not trying to get pregnant, you don't actually know that you're pregnant. How would you know that you were having a miscarriage? The most common sign would be um, vaginal bleeding. So if you're having, if you know you're pregnant based on a home pregnancy test and you haven't been able to get in to see your doctor yet, if you're having vaginal bleeding, that's something that um, should be should be looked at either by your physician or if it's heavy bleeding, you know, seeking more immediate care. Uh, sometimes women will have like heavy menstrual type cramping as well. What if somebody doesn't go to the doctor? Um, if they're kind of just waiting it out at home to see. What well, happens? if I mean, I've known someone that doesn't know if they were actually pregnant, didn't actually take a pregnancy test, and yeah. they just started having, you know, a lot of bleeding, and then they were like, yeah. you know what, I don't really want to know if I had one. Oh, I see. Um, well, in that scenario, I mean, she she may never actually know if she doesn't go in to see somebody if she had what a lot of women may have what they think is just a late period that's heavier than usual. That you know, in theory could have been a loss if she didn't see a doctor in that time period. Um, sometimes with the heavier bleeding, you might, it might look different or um, you might feel heavier cramps. Um, so those may all be suggestive of that, but it's hard to know without either a blood test or ultrasound. And then I just have another question that people have been asking me, and I don't actually even know the answer, even though I've asked my doctor. <laughs> I feel like okay. I always, I always like forget to follow up. But I, my first pregnancy, I was inseminated, and my second was IVF, and then third just mm -hmm. happened naturally. I wasn't trying; I didn't even realize that I was pregnant because even during the first eight weeks before I became pregnant, I was still spotting. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Because I've never really had like a perfectly regular period. Okay, but. How, why does that happen and how does that happen that you need all of these, you know, years and years of right. things and then all of a sudden you just get pregnant on your own? Right. Um, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that is something that we hear um, from patients sometimes and obviously are um, very happy when that, that does happen if patients were trying for another child. But um, the, there, there isn't really anything about the treatment per se that will make you more fertile afterwards. Um, I personally think it's a combination of um, the, kind of a decrease in uh, 
stressed. Uh, often patients seem like they're in a better place, like mentally or emotionally, and kind of just relax a little bit more. And I, I do think that that can impact things. Um, and once they kind of get a, a little bit more level with regards to that, um, are surprised and able to conceive. And just in closing, my for my last question before I have to wrap it up, um, yeah. what advice would you give to somebody who's struggling? I think just the big, big message would be keep holding out hope um, and you're not alone. So there's a lot of women that experience difficulty in conceiving, um, and it's such a personal thing that not everyone will be talking about it. So it can be an isolating experience, and I just want patients to know that um, there are ways that we can help you and to maintain a positive outlook on it and know that um, you're not alone in experiencing this and there's paths you can take to to build your family and get the outcome that you're looking for. Oh, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Bye. Bye. So now we finished up with Catherine Green. We're almost out of time, but I could tell Chuck, our engineer, keeps like giving me a look. Like, what? What's going on? What do you need? Um, I had an interesting question happen to me last week. Okay. My ex girlfriend hit me up and proposed wanting to have a child with me. Oh. Out of the blue. Do you like her? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Okay, does she want your sperm or she wants you guys to go like... She wants to have a child. Okay, but I have a lot of questions. Did you ask, <laughs> does that mean like, are we are we like going to hook up or like, that's uh, the first question. Okay, so... so Like take, you got to, in two minutes, you got to tell mm-hmm. us. All right, my foul, uh, we've been hooking up on and off for the past seven years. Oh, well, that's on you then. <laughs> <laughs> and And I've been like literally pushing away. Like, go away, go away, go away, fall in love, find somebody you fall in love with who loves you. You know what? I can I can already tell you something. What? Quit having sex with her then. Well, no. Ser- <laughs> seriously. Seriously. I, I, I have been away for a long period of time. How long? Mm, probably about over a year. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. But now she wants to have a baby with you. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think Chuck should do? Please write in and let <laughs> us know. I mean, I have my thoughts, but we know I'm a know-it-all, so I'm going to hold it till next week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Teddy Teapot on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Staying consistent is hard, but it's important if you want to see results. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies right now. And they're one of the only brands that are committed to your health. They only use the cleanest and purest ingredients in their formulas. No seed oils, no preservatives, or toxins. Let me walk you through my morning routine. I wake up, make my coffee, and then make sure to fill my water with Symbiotica Pure Hydration before my early morning workout. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and I've loved every supplement I've tried so far. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code POD for 15% off your subscription order. You like to watch new stuff, right? 
Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first class luxury meets world class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and I Fund Women Grants at South by Southwest thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.